What's going on my friends? This is Dustin Stelzer with another episode of Electrician U and today we're finally going to talk conduit bending. This has been one of those episodes that like every fifth person on the internet seems to be asking. They want conduit bending. So that's what we're doing today. So the first thing that I'm gonna do uh, is I'm gonna start bending some half inch pipe. I'm gonna talk a little bit about 90s offsets, box offsets and kicks. Um, I have a few different types of benders. So first thing, I'm just gonna bend half inch. I'm gonna bend three quarter, then bend one inch and kind of talk about the different kinds of bends. This is gonna be a very introductory video, um, more like advanced topics about, you know, um, saddles, three point saddles, four point saddles, stuff like that. I'm not gonna get into it in this video. That'll be a later video. First thing that I wanna talk about is the bender in general, just familiarizing yourself with, with what all the marks on a bender mean. All right, so the bender has a lot of different marks on it. It's gonna tell you several things on it and uh, just knowing what the marks are are really helpful. Uh, it tells you what size conduit that you're bending. This says half inch EMT only, that means not half inch rigid, that means not three quarter. And even with some of the bigger benders, you don't wanna try to bend half inch on a one inch bender because you're gonna kink your pipe. So this is specifically for a certain kind of pipe. Um, if you flip it over, it tells you what your stub is. So this is your takeoff when you're bending a 90. Um, a, a 90 actually takes up five inches of pipe to do. So you have to, I'll go over that in a second when I'm actually measuring it out. But it tells you what it is. That three quarter bender is gonna say six inches. The one inch bender is gonna say eight inches. Um, notice there's a little arrow right here. That little arrow is what you're gonna set. There's actually one on the backside too, so no matter where you're standing, you can see. Um, but any offsets that you bend, any 90s that you bend, uh, you're gonna use that arrow. Now there is a star here as well. Every bender at the, the middle point in the bender that's on this axis is gonna have a star. And that star is if you're gonna bend a backwards 90. So there's a forwards 90 and a backwards 90. One of them, a forwards 90, you're always gonna have to have a takeoff. The backwards 90, you can literally just mark the pipe, put the bender on it and bend, and it's gonna, your measurement's gonna end up perfect. So I'll, again, I'll talk about that a little bit more here in a second. Um, the next thing that you wanna pay attention to are all of these ticks. There's one that says 10, 22 and a half, uh, 30, 45, and 60. That's the, uh, the different angles, I guess, for all of your offsets, or if you're gonna bend to 90. But you can, uh, if you bend a 90, like you're going all the way down to this surface, but if you wanted to bend, say, a 30 degree offset, that means you're gonna have a pipe going like this, it's gonna bend up 30 degrees, and then it's gonna bend back 30 degrees, and it's gonna run parallel to clear a surface or clear some kind of obstacle that's in the way. So you would uh, line your bender up to the 30, or if you want it to be a 45 degree angle, if you want it to be like a 60 degree angle, um, you can do all of that. Um, the last thing, there's another tick here that you can barely see, but a lot of benders will actually have a half circle drawn where that tick is, and that's to tell you that's the center point of a saddle bend. So again, I'm not gonna go into saddle bends, but there's a functionality for that one specific notch either way. Um, that's pretty much it as far as like knowing what, what the, the necessary markings are on a bender to be able to use it. So now let's bend some shit. Okay, so first thing I'm gonna talk about is what's called a stub 90. 
Stub 90s, a lot of times when you're in a building and you just need to get a 90 stubbed up above a grid ceiling or something like that, or you have a panel or something that you're coming out of that you can just bend out of the end of the pipe to clear something. Um, the reason it's called a stub 90 is because it's at the very end. You don't have to take any measurements for it. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take my half inch bender, put it inside the shoe, and I'm gonna line the end of the pipe up with the end of the bender. That way I get the maximum amount um, of bend. And you wanna make sure anytime that you're bending pipe that you're on a flat surface. Like if you're on a humped, this building sucks. There's all kinds of dips and crazy stuff in it. So just to go into a room and figure out where I've got a flat surface so the whole thing is on one plane is a really, really important thing to do or you're gonna get fucked up bends. So uh, the, another really important thing when you're bending is you wanna put all of the pressure down on your foot and you wanna push your foot straight down. You don't wanna bend the pipe you know, where the, where the actual pipe's gonna be bending on you. You gotta keep this thing down and that'll get you the correct radius and make sure that that conduit lays down in the shoe like it's supposed to. So I'm gonna bend it. Half inch is really, really simple to bend, but keep, notice how I keep putting my foot on it and every time I bend it, I'm pushing down with my foot. So that's probably, that's probably a solid 90. So now what I'm gonna do is Put a level on it. That's pretty damn straight. Uh, a cool trick if you ever are off on your bend, you can take this handle and you can kind of correct a little bit this way or that way. Um, if, you're, if you have multiple bends and one of your uh, 90s looks like it's a little bit crooked, you can bend this way and that way. So you, the reason that this is hollow is so that you can stick it over your pipe and kind of use it to correct minor stuff. You don't want to try to bend a lot with it because again, you'll kink the pipe, but this is just for little small corrections. So anyways, this is a stub 90. Just again, make sure that you keep your foot hammered straight down and that's for all pipe that you bend, especially when you get into one inch, an inch and a quarter, inch and a quarter, like you gotta have a lot of ass to bend. And so some people just end up trying to pull the handle more than they try to push down on the foot. You wanna kick the foot down. That's the most important part. So that's a stub 90. Next thing I'm gonna talk about is a forward 90. It's what I call a forward 90. I don't know, there's probably some other better term for it out there, but the reason I call it forward 90 is, say I want a 90 to be at 36 inches. For some reason, I've got a wall or something at 36 inches away that I need to 90 up against. Well, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna measure to 36 inches and then I'm gonna take off five because again, remember this thing says stubs five inches to the arrow. So we need to take five inches off. That's one, two, three, four, five. Now this is the mark we're bending with. So if you can think about this for a little bit, once we put this arrow on that front mark, when it bends back, the, the uh, end of that pipe is going to line up perfectly with this mark. So that's how you would get your 36 inches. So let me get this on the arrow. Notice another thing too, I always try to keep another hand on the pipe and I'm pushing down with my foot and pulling the pipe at the same time. Just a better way to control 
Always stick a level on. I think that one is, nope, that's pretty damn dead on. All right, so now I should be able to take my tape and get 36 inches. Yep, 36 inches. So that's what you call a forward 90. And the reason you call it a forward 90 is because the, the, the end of our pipe that we brought our tape measure from is the front of the pipe. So we did a takeoff of five inches and bent that side of the pipe towards us. Anytime you're gonna do that, anytime you're gonna do a five inch takeoff or six inch or an eight inch takeoff, you're always gonna put your tape measure at the end bring that takeoff away from you and bend that side up. The whole back side of the pipe, you're not even looking at. So everything that you're dealing is forward, is out in front of you. So just remember, when you mark 36, don't take back five inches towards you, take forwards five inches, and then point the bender towards the front of the pipe and bend that side up. Just remember, everything's forward and front. So a back 90 is where you would flip the bender around and instead of using the arrow, you use the star. This way you don't have to do a takeoff. If you got some really crazy um, bent pipe, you know, like this thing's already got two 90s in it. So if I, if I was like so close to here that I couldn't really take five inches off and come back, I would have to just turn the bender around and bend the 90 right there, but bend this side of the pipe up. So that's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna say, um, A little trick for getting measurements like you don't ever want to just go like this and kind of guess where the end of that pipe is you always want to either like line this up to a wall take this take your bender just put some kind of edge up against it so you have a flat edge to know where that is so let's say that i'm just going to go to 12 inches now, remember, if we're gonna bend a forward 90, we would come forward five inches, mark it, and bend that way, but we're not doing that. We're bending a back 90, so I'm gonna flip my pipe around and stick it right on that star. All right, so that's the star. Oops. Now we said 12 inches, right? So this should be 12 inches. That looks like 12 inches to me. So that's the difference. A lot of people get really confused about that whole forwards and backwards thing. Um, you'll bend stuff and then it's like an inch too long or an inch too short or it's like, you know, six inches the wrong way. Just remember, if you're going to take off anything, the takeoff goes away from you and the end of the pipe comes towards you. And that's a forward bend. Back bend is just simple. It's just one mark. Flip the bender around to the back side and you're bending the back towards your back. So that's half inch with 90s. Let me show you. You can see obviously like how easy a half inch bender bends things. Let's show a three quarter. 
The bigger the diameter of pipe, obviously, the harder it is to bend. So let me bend a 90 and 3 quarter. I'm going to do a stub 90 again. See, I actually let my whole body come off the ground and I put all of my weight straight down when I'm bending. You don't want the shoe to actually hit your pipe. There's a, it's like a lot of benders are different, but if you're about an eighth to a quarter of an inch off that pipe, your pipe's going to be level. Another cool thing that I like to do just to make sure that I'm level. If you forgot your, uh, your level on you, you can bring it up to a wall and that is perfectly straight. That's a perfect 90. If it's kicked forward, you know you bent too much, so you gotta take the handle of that bender and kind of push it forward and correct it. Because once you've bent a 90, you can't unbend it in any way with your bender. Um, so that's three quarter. Now let's do the one inch. Actually, I'm gonna measure this one just to, again, reinforce the whole forward 90 thing. Let's say 24 inches. I'm gonna do a forward 90. So remember, it's 24 inches total that I want my bend to be. So with a one inch bender, I have to take eight inches off and it says that on that bender. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 16. So this mark no longer means anything to us. It's only the mark up here that we need to pay attention to. this side all right getting closer you know whatever all right so I'm gonna line that line up with this arrow again it's on both sides if you're lefty or righty wherever you tend to look um, I like this side though just because I can still see the pipe this one's gonna be harder to bend so again watch uh, you know, zoom out I guess so you can see my whole body moving what I'm doing is I'm trying to put force into the, into the ground, really. Um, so I tend to kind of jump when I do it. I'm not just bending up because watch, the pipe bends up if you just pull backwards with your arms. You gotta get your foot and your ass into it. So I push like that. And then once you get to this point, you're again just pushing down as much as you can and using your hand to guide you, but don't pull too much, just kind of I guess it's like an even balance of pushing down and pulling up. All right. Not too bad. All right, so the next thing I wanna talk about is how to do an offset. So an offset is something that you, you have to clear something as an obstacle that's in your way. Uh, a lot of times there'll be beams like up here. Um, we had some conduit that's in the back that we'll show you in a minute where our pipe was coming along the bottoms of these trusses. Um, well, actually it was going this way and then we had to clear a beam. So you would have to do like a saddle or an offset to get over that. 
So I'm gonna simulate with these two blocks of wood. These are inch and a half each, so that's a three inch. It's really about three and an eighth. Three and an eighth. Three and an eighth inch offset. So uh, I'm gonna show you how to do a 30 degree offset. The reason I do 30 degree is because the math is easy. You'd say it's a times two multiplier. I'm actually gonna put a chart so you guys can figure out if you're doing a 45 degree bend, there's like 1.4, 1.6. There's all these different multipliers that you have to use based on what angle you're gonna choose to get over this object. Um, and the reason, again up here, so the reason you would use a 60 degree offset is if you wanted to bring your pipe all the way up really close and come down at a steep angle and then go back up at a steep angle. I know that was very drastic looking, but you could do that with a 60 degree offset. A, 40 de a 45 degree offset, uh, you can't get as close, so you're gonna be bending your offset back here to go at 45 degrees. Or a 30 degree offset, you'd have to come back even more because it's just gonna be a really shallow uh, type of bend. So there, there are reasons that you would use different kinds of bends like that. So I'm just gonna go with 30 degrees because that's what I do the most. It's just easy math, you just double the number. So if I'm doing a three inch offset, I have to mark my offsets at six inches. You double the number. Um, so let me get my tape. Let's say that um, I'm gonna bend my offset. I want the end of my offset to be uh, six inches coming out. So remember, I said that I'm gonna do a three inch obstacle that I have to clear. So I have to go six inches. I have to double it and do a two X multiplier to clear that. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six. So what that means is I'm gonna bend this one time here and one time here. And I like to, bend, I like to mark all the way around on my second one, um, because you're gonna end up moving the pipe around. All right. So we're again gonna use this arrow on both of these bends to bend our offset. So I'm gonna start out with my arrow right here. And I'm gonna bend this thing so it is completely perpendicular with the floor. That's just something that I've noticed over the years. Whoops. And that's pretty close to level. The reason that I'm doing that is, if you come in here and zoom, you can see these little tick marks. So for a 10 degree bend, you need to be parallel with this mark. Well, for a 30 degree, you need to be parallel to this mark. So now that my pipe is parallel with that mark. That's 30 degrees. But I've figured out over the years that it just ends up being that your pipe is straight up and down when you do a 30 degree bend. It's another reason I do 30 degree bends. It's just easy to gauge without having to do too much thinking. So now the second thing you're gonna do is you're gonna keep your bender on the pipe, but you're gonna twist it 180 degrees. So now that bend is going down. And another thing that you need to do when you're bending on this second mark, you're gonna put your arrow on that mark again and again, I can't see that mark now. That's the reason I draw the line all the way across because now I have to look at this side of the pipe. But you can see that that's cocked, right? You're gonna, you wanna make sure that that pipe is straight with your bender. You kinda wanna look at the bender and look at your pipe and see if they're both in a straight line. If it's not, if it's off to the left, um, just twist it. That's why I lift it off the ground too because it just gives me the ability to really control that pipe. So line it up with your arrow 
Now, you see there's a problem. My bender is not even on the ground. So I, you have to flip the bender over and you have to bend this with the pipe in the air. So you can do this a lot with shorter pieces of pipe. The longer pieces of pipe kind of suck. But what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna start my offset here. And you wanna make sure that your hand is really close because if you start pulling back here, this whole pipe is gonna bend. So you're just, you gotta put your foot in front of it or else this thing's gonna slip on you. So you're trying to keep the, the uh, handle back but let the actual shoe go forward. So I'm just gonna add a little bit of force. And again, I'm adding it down. I'm not trying to bend this way. I'm trying to bend straight down. All right, and I'm not gonna bend the whole thing like this because I wanna make sure the shoe is doing all the bending. So I'm just kicking it enough so that I can turn this thing over, keep tension on it so it doesn't slide out on you, and the shoe doesn't move. But now, my bender's on the floor so I can actually finish my offset. Push down, and then what I like to do is bring my tape down and make sure that I get three inches. So, right there is about three inches, right? Or is that under? All right, so, another tip, look straight at me. Another tip that I like to do is I like to look down the pipe after I've bent it, and you wanna see if this piece of pipe and this piece of pipe are running parallel to each other or if this is angled in or if it's angled out. So if you kind of sit back and look, those are actually perfectly parallel to each other as I see it. So that's a good bend. That means that I've, I've hit my mark. Now set it down and boom, that's perfect. So that's how you bend a standard offset. Now, I would call that a high offset if you are on the ceiling and you have to clear an object like this, you would call that a low offset. That really only matters once you've already got like a 90 bent and it's really important that after you bend that 90 that you kick it in the right direction. So let me show you another trick. Just uh, I'll talk maybe more about this in a more advanced video, but a little trick that I use to make sure that I get all my bends correct. All right, so a trick that I use, this was taught to me by a guy named J Gary Jackson. So Gary, G-Man, if you're ever watching this, I stole your shit from you. <laughs> uh, he taught me that you wanna take your pipe and you wanna bend it. So like, say you're bending a 90 and you know that you have to have a piece that is gonna offset down. So you bend your offset down and then like, you know, maybe you're, this is extreme. You probably would not do this many bends in one pipe, but I'm just using this as an analogy. And then at the end, you wanna leave another 90 to go the other way. So at the end of your bending, this is what you want your pipe to look like. Well, what this does is you set this down next to your pipe and you can think, okay, the first thing I have to bend is like this, because a lot of people get confused on which way they need to bend their offsets. They'll, they'll uh, already have their 90 bent and then they're like, shit, when I do an offset, do I need to bend the first bend up and the second bend down? Or is it the first bend down, the second bend up? Because one of them is gonna end up with your pipe looking like that and the other one's gonna end up looking like that. That's probably the one thing people screw up the most when they start learning how to pi uh, bend pipe. So just for the offset, you know, if you just have one offset in a pipe, 
you can just flip the damn pipe over and still use that piece of pipe. The problem is, is when you have another bend, it has to be exactly right. You have to, you have to do it right. So the one thing that I always tell people is if you're trying to offset up, you know that your first bend, you need to bend down. Let's straighten this thing out. Your first bend is going to go down. Your second bend is going to go up. So that's what your, your bend is going to look like. But I always think about it in my mind. I'm like, okay, if I was just going to bend an offset here, let me do a more specific example. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to bend a 90 and then bend an offset and show you how to think about once you've bent that 90, which one you have to do first and how to make sure you don't get the offset going down on accident. So again, I'm going to use this piece of wire. I'm going to make my 90 come from this direction and then I want to get over that obstacle. So I know I need to go up to get over it. That's what I want the end, my, my pipe to look like when all said and done. So I'm just going to bend an arbitrary number. I'm not going to do anything with exact science because I'm just trying to show you the idea of it. So let's say this is our first 90. That's good. Now, say our panel is that way and we got to come this way and get over our offset. A lot of people, you don't have the fortune of having this down on the ground with you. You're off somewhere and you're like, all right, he told me that he needs a, to bend an offset. So does that mean that I need to bend this up and then bend the next one down, or do I bend that one down and bend the next one up? Well, that's why you look at your wire. So you know when this thing was straight that your first bend needs to go up, your second bend needs to go down. Um, I had that backwards. This is the way the pipe needs to be. So. Um, if you figure out, I mean, you can do this first bend in the back as well. Like you can do that first, you bend that up, but then it means you have to flip a really bizarre shaped pipe over and do it on the ground and try to bend it up like this. But it's at least the hard part is when you're trying to do this in your head and you're just looking at a piece of pipe, I've seen helpers just sitting, I've done it too. Just like scratch your fucking head for 10 minutes. And you're like, okay, I think I got this. Like you thought about it for so long and you get down there and you bend it and you're like, ah, fuck like you bent it wrong and then they'll throw the piece of pipe go get another pipe bring it over bend it come over and they'll be like all right i got this and they bend it and bend it and they like fuck they fuck it up twice in a row if you start using this method i promise you'll you'll be able to coordinate something visually and understand what you have to do um, so again my pipe is coming from that direction so i need to get over this thing so what i'm going to do this seems bizarre but i'm going to bend my first bend down and then I'm gonna bend my next bend up. So let's say we're trying to do that same three inch object. I'm gonna come back to, I don't know, 30 inches. I'm just picking a random fucking number. 30 inches. I know that my offset is going to be six inches. So uh, three, six, 24. These are my two marks. All right, so again, just one last time. We said the forward mark has to go down, the backward mark has to go up. 
So I'm gonna simulate that. I gotta bend this down first. So I'm actually gonna, I can't bend it down. Well, I guess I could do it like this and lift this part up in the air. Doing this though, you gotta make sure, looking at your pipe, that it's not kicked like that. You gotta twist it a little bit and get it level. That's another disadvantage of having to do this up in the air because you're not really seeing if you're level. So I'm just gonna flip it over to make sure that it's, um, it's not gonna get kicked. Come on. All right, so we're doing 30 degrees again. I'm gonna go straight up and down. Looks good. And remember, if that confused you at all, remember the shape of our pipe, we're coming this way. So I had to bend the front down. Now I have to bend the back up. So again, I want to bend like this. You put your arrow on the mark, but I can't because I'm up in the air. So this one, you unfortunately do have to flip over. So you need to line your pipe up. Where's my mark? You need to line your pipe up and make sure you look down it and see that the front's not like kicked off anywhere. And you want to look at the back too and make sure that you're flush. I mean, I can use a ceiling line up there, use that truss to make sure that it's flush. I know it's flush because I just bent it on the ground, so I'm not even worried about that. But again, I'm going to put pressure right here, not back here. I'm going to put this in front so my bender doesn't slip and just start my bend. That way I can put it back on the ground, keep tension, pull these towards each other. Because if you don't, it's gonna get all loose and floppy. So uh, once you've bent it and it's on your mark already, pull these together and keep tension on them and that bender won't move on you. Now, I didn't bend that enough, it's still floating, but I just put a little pressure down on it and I've got my offset. Three inches. It's about three and a quarter out there, which means I bent this a little bit too much. I bet if I put the level on it, yeah, I'm just outside. So I went a little bit too far. Another really cool thing um, that I think that you should consider doing is Klein makes a bubble level like this that has different ticks on it. So this is a 30 degree level, 45 degree level, 90 and zero degree. Um, Klein's not the only one that makes these. There are some cheaper ones. Klein's expensive, but Klein's expensive for everything, but for a good reason, because it's damn good stuff. But you can put this on there and, what the fuck, why is that not working? Oh yeah, it's upside down. So you can see like 30 degrees, this 30 degree bubble, if I do that for you, this is 30 degrees. So you can check your pipe multiple different ways to make sure that you've hit 30 degrees. Sometimes a problem that I run into is when you're on these marks, when you're standing up here and looking down at the marks, you think that your pipe is parallel to this line, but it's actually not quite there. So you'll go to bend and then you'll measure and you'll get three inches here, but you'll get like three and a half here and you'll get like four over there. And it's because you didn't get that that parallel line perfect to that, uh, the line that's on your, your marker. So again, it's just a good idea uh, to see where you messed up. If you messed your first one up, you know, if you do that and you, oh, sorry. 
there's a reason this notch is there because it's going into your, your bend. So like that one is not quite 30, it's a little under 30. So that's the reason that this is not perfectly straight the whole way. But in any event, I just wanted to illustrate the point. That piece of pipe is the same piece of pipe. So if you can learn how to use these, it's really, really helpful. Let's make sure just to see that I did a good job and cleared my obstacle. But again, you can see this is going up. So I would probably just step on this a little bit. And that makes sure that it's at the same height the whole way. So that's offsets and that's how to figure out which part needs to go down and which part needs to go up. That is the one thing I think people struggle with the most other than three and four point saddles. So use this technique. All right, so another thing to go over uh, is a box offset. A box offset is just a regular offset. You can see this one's already bent, but it's a tiny offset that you don't even need to measure out. You just get used to doing them uh, and you'll, you'll realize how to do them. But it's a good thing to practice. So a box uh, has all these knockouts in it. And if you notice, there's a gap here. So if I were to try to run this pipe straight, you might want to get close for this Colton. If I were going to run this straight, my pipe doesn't line up. So a lot of guys will just be really lazy. They don't bother bending any of their box offsets and they'll just pull the pipe up here. So when they're on the ceiling or on a wall, there's a gap between that. So you can't even get a strap, you know, over here on this pipe. So to do this right, you need the pipe to be on the ground and you need to bend a tiny little offset up. So it'll eventually look like that. Actually, that's a half inch hole. That's a three quarter hole. So that's what you want your box offset to look like. So let me bend one just to show you how to do them. Um, there's really not a lot of like magic to it. There's actually benders that they make that are box offset benders that you just literally put the pipe in, you step on it and it does a full uh, box offset for you. But I don't have one of those. So um, I need a piece of three quarter. I guess I can just do it on this one. Do it on the other end. So for a box offset, you're gonna start at the end of the pipe you can start wherever you want, really. If you're gonna go back like two inches and you want all of your offsets to be like perfectly in line, if you've got like five boxes in a row and you're putting like, I don't know, like 10 different pipes in, you want to make sure that all of your offsets are the same. So either do every single one of them from the end of the pipe and they'll all line up right, or mark two inches back and do, you know, start them all there. But uh, you wanna make sure that everything that you do is uniform. That's how you can tell that somebody knows what they're doing. So what I do for a box offset is I just put a kick about like that. And that's seriously, my measuring is like that. There's really no uh, degree marker on here. Normally when I do a box offset, it depends if I'm doing half inch, three quarter, how much pressure I put to it. But it's usually somewhere between the 10 degree and the 22 degree mark. 22 ends up being a little bit too much, but again, it depends on what size pipe that you're doing. So I'm gonna just call that good. It's like halfway between 10 and 22. And then I'm gonna come back past the first bend, not too far because you're gonna end up with a huge offset if you do that. 
and not too close to the bend because you'll end up unbending that bend a little bit. So you want to come back, you know, maybe like a half inch or three quarters of an inch or something. Again, you want to line up your pipe and make sure that you didn't get it kicked off to the side while you were messing around with it. Make sure that it's straight. And then put a little bit of pressure. Again, you know, somewhere between the 10 and the 22. This is probably a little bit too much. Yeah, that's a little bit too much of an offset. You can even use your bender if you overbend something. Um, if you put the pipe the opposite way of the bend, so like this is the way that I bent this pipe to get this bend in it. But if you put it the opposite way, notice that my shoe is bent like this, but my pipe is bent like that. So you can just take very, very slightly Put a little bit of pressure on it. Not too much, I'm like seriously, look how little I'm moving. And then come back to this one, do the same thing. Kick it just a little bit. Look at it to make sure it's parallel. It's actually a little inside of parallel, but that might work out okay for demonstration purposes. And that's much better. So that's a typical box offset. Um, you're going to do shitloads of those. So if you do a lot of pipe bending, you'll get very good at doing box offsets. Um, the different sizes is kind of where it gets tricky. So like if you're used to bending a lot of half inch box offsets and you go to start bending one inch one day, you're probably going to fuck the first one up. So um, for those of you that want to get into pipe bending or you pipe bend on a pretty, you know, like consistent basis, but you still make a lot of mistakes. If you go buy a hundred foot bundle of, of a half inch EMT and bring one of your benders home over the weekend, sit and drink some beer and just screw with it. I think like one stick of half inch EMT is like $2 and 13 cents or something here in Texas in Austin, you know, prices may be different where you're at, but you know, for what is that? Like 25 bucks maybe you could get away with just like practicing all these different things and trying to get good at them it's really fun i like bending pipe um, i like spending time making sure everything looks good i like to not have to rebend it a whole bunch of different times um, one thing that i really like to do is i like to try to make a lot of my bends in the same pipe rather than having to cut and put couplings everywhere the more couplings that you have if you you know 90 and you have a coupling and then you do an offset and have a coupling and then you 90 again and have a coupling it's okay there's nothing like code wise wrong with that but you can tell the person fucked their pipe up a lot and they had to keep you know they bent the 90 and bent the offset the wrong way so they're like shit they just cut it in the middle they spun their offset the right way put it all back together and kept going so it just shows uh a mistake was made again it's just a picky kind of anal thing but craftsmanship something about my idea of what looks good in craftsmanship is making all of the bends within a one stick of pipe without having to put a coupling on until you get to that 10 foot mark every one of these sticks of pipe is 10 feet long so if you look at all my bends i try to make it so that my first coupling is at the end of that pipe regardless um, but there are times where i'm trying to make multiple conduits come up and they all do something so a lot of times i will cut all of them off at the exact same point so I can have all my couplings line up because it just looks 
really, really nice. It looks like you thought it out. Okay. The last scenario that I'm going to talk about is what's called a kick. So a kick is only half of an offset. And the reason that you would use a kick is if you're coming from whatever source you need to pull wire from and you're turning a 90, but you have an obstacle in your way, you don't have to bend an, ob you don't have to bend an offset because you're not going to go straight after that bend. You're actually turning. So what you want to do, you don't have to do anything, but seriously just kick this pipe up. It makes this whole 90 and everything move up so that you can just keep going with your run. So a kick is seriously the easiest way, the most joyous way to bend something because you only have to do one thing. It's, uh, it's very easy. So you make sure when you put your pipe inside the bender, it actually elevates the conduit a little bit. So you got to make sure that you, um, raise up a lot of times i'll just take my clients because it's really only about a half inch and i'll put my clients over there to make sure that i'm on the same plane otherwise you're going to bend a crooked pipe but i'm going to bend this up i know that that's an inch and a half that two by four is so i'm going to try to get to an inch and a half that's actually way too much but once you put it down and you get that bender out from under there inch and a half. So now you can clear that obstacle and keep going with your pipe. That's just a standard kick. Um, that's a high kick, what I call a high kick. Uh, low kick would be something else. If there's a piece of wood, you know, right here and you're coming straight and you need to clear that piece of wood, uh, you just kick it down. Again, you don't have to bend an offset to do that. So kicks are real fun because they're just like, it's one of those things that when you look up there and you're like, for some reason you didn't plan something out or you didn't notice something in your way and you bend and you're like, oh crap, I need to bend an offset. And it's like, wait, oh yeah, I can just bend a kick. Boom. And you're done. All right. So this is some of the pipe work that we've been doing lately. Uh, we have a restaurant that we're working on, so it's a really, really confined space, but you can kind of see some of the things I was talking about. Um, these are just about stub nineties. They're stub nineties plus about two inches. So we had to bend one ninety and then bend another 90 and then come over and bend a third 90. And since you don't ever want to have over 360 degrees in bends, which each 90 is 90 degrees. So that's 90, 180, 270, 360. Um, so I put these pull boxes in place so we could at least have a point where we could start over with another 360 degrees going out. Um, so a lot of people would probably have chosen to do this a little bit differently. Uh, th this adds an extra bend to what you're doing, but this room is so confined with everything that we had to do. Um, a lot of people would probably have said that it's a better idea to 90 up and immediately 45 that way. So instead of our 90 coming straight out, they would have 90 and pushed their pipe out at a 45 degree angle because it gets rid of one bend. But in any event, it didn't really matter because every single one of these runs of pipe has like seven to eight bends in it because they all over the different place. We've got big steel beams like every 10 to 12 feet in this thing. So like saddling under things is just, a, it's, it's almost impossible because we have a, an eight foot ceiling and a lot of our beams are at like uh, eight foot two. So there's just, there's no space to do anything. So um, anyways, I just wanted to show you all a little bit of like how you can, how you can bend nineties and make everything look good. All right, so a couple of the terms that I've talked about so far are, are uh, kicks and box offsets. So let's look at a couple of kicks right here. This is what you call a kick. So an offset, you know, 
is going straight, coming down and going back. You're offsetting a certain distance. But a kick is when you're going at a certain uh, height, but you need to clear an obstacle. So this is what you would call a low kick. A high kick would be, uh, where's the high kick? Over here. This is a high kick. So you're, you're coming along, you're kicking up and going over. So the reason I call it a high kick or a low kick, I call it high offsets, low offsets. Uh, once you have a helper that's with you, that you guys have both bent a lot of pipe and one of you's up on a lift and the other one's on the ground and you guys are just shouting out things, you need to start having terms that y'all use. You don't have to use industry terms, but one of the things I've done in the past is when you're yelling down to somebody to bend an offset, say you're bending a pipe that you have to 90 and then you have to kick up or you have to bend an offset up, well, you would want to say, I need a forward 90, a 90 that's on the forward end of that piece of pipe, not, not a back 90 where you would take a, and mark it and turn your bender backwards, but a forward 90. And then when that turns, you need a high offset. So that tells the person, oh, you need an offset that goes up. Or if you say a low offset, oh, I need a low, an offset that goes down. You can use the same thing for high kick, or high kick and low kick. All right, so box offsets are another thing that you're going to bend a lot. So right here, my pipe was... Uh, all of them were coming on the bottom of these trusses, but if I just drilled my holes, you know, at the very end where the box was, I wouldn't be able to get lock rings on them. So I needed to drop my pipe down a little bit. So I just bent box offsets on all four of these so that I could clear my lock ring on the inside. Here. Um, so the standard 90, the uh, box offset, the kick, and the regular offset are what you're going to probably be bending the most of. All right, so the, uh, the last thing that I talked about that I just want to show you on an actual practical job, this is what you would call just a standard offset. So this is where you're at one height, but you have an obstacle that you have to clear. Um, this one in particular, this is a 30 degree offset. So you can do 30 degree offsets, 45 degree offsets, and 60 degree offsets. You can do 22 and a half degree offsets if you want. There's all these multipliers. Um, to figure out the math behind how you achieve that. But that's, uh, again, that's just a regular offset. So my dudes, um, that's really it. Uh, I will do some more videos later. I've got a, uh, another video up if you guys haven't seen it yet. Um, it's about how to bend PVC conduit, how to use a heat gun and do these same kinds of principles. It's very similar. Um, it's just that you kind of have to eyeball a lot of it and do it by hand, but check that video out. Uh, if you have any questions, please feel free to get at me. If you really want to see the saddle video, let me know. I've already got content planned for the next like three months, but I'll try to slide that in there somewhere. Um, but thank you guys so much for watching. I love you people, and I will see you in the next episode. You shall not pass. Uh, <laughs>